Hello, I'm Reggie Young. I'm here with Joe Valley, a partner from Quiet Light. Joe, if you could please take a few minutes to explain a little bit of who you are, how you got started, and what Quiet Light Brokerage is. Sure. Happy to, Reggie. Uh, first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur, just like you, just like everybody listening. I've been self-employed since, you ready for this? 1997. I'm a oh, man. Guy. <laughs> when were you born, Reggie? 89. Uh, all right. So, all right. So, you've been, since you were eight years old, I've been self-employed. <laughs> Time for me to hang up my cleats, I think. I've built, bought, sold over a half dozen of my own companies. And since joining Quiet Light, uh, sold, uh, it's well over a half a billion in transactions, myself and my team together. And we're approaching a billion in online transactions fairly quickly. And that means selling other people's businesses. I joined Quiet Light in 2012 after selling my own e-commerce site. I had uh, and originally started out as a radio direct spot direct response media buyer, right? Buying media on radio for clients. Did that in 97. In 98, I launched my first product on radio. Did a television infomercial with that where my wife and I were co-host. Uh, let that run its course, all the while managing clients on the media buying side. Did the next product, launched it in 2002. Took that 100% online in 2005. It, it was a, a supplement, really. It was a colon cleansing supplement. Reggie, nice. that's where it started, but it morphed yeah. into an entire digestive wellness center with probiotics, liver cleanse, complete uh, supplement health line uh, for uh, digestive health. We took that 100% online in 2005, ran it through the best of and worst of the economy uh, and came out the other end in 2010. And, and uh, you know, I'm old and tired now, but I was really tired back then because it was just brutal taking it through that uh, tough period of time in history. And I woke up one day and I decided to sell the business. And so I reached out to every uh, online business broker I could at the time. And there were only three back in the day, as us old guys say. Quiet Light, fortunately, was one of them because Market Quiet Light asked me a lot of questions, dove deeply into my P&L and said, you know what? Yes, you could sell now for X, but if you wait six months, you could sell for Y because your trends are coming back up. And that was when the light bulb came off. The other two people were off my list. This guy was in it for my benefit, not his. At the end of the day, it benefited him because quietly told my business for more. I enjoyed the process so much, Reggie. I started thinking about the idea of joining the company back, back then. I sold in November 2010. And it was Mark and Jason and uh, a part-time person helping with administrative stuff. Jason was actually my broker. So I took 2011 off, played around with media buying again, uh, pretended I was a lumberjack in my backyard, didn't really work out. I'm from Maine originally, so I do stupid stuff like that. Uh, but I joined Quiet Light uh, officially in April of 2012. I'd also bought another e-commerce business, actually a content site in March of 2012. I, as I say on podcasts, in my book and other, other places, I had 42 amazing days, Reggie. And then everything fell off of page one and then goes page two, page three. I lost about $280,000 on that, on that venture. It got hit by the panda, uh, I'm sorry, penguin update. Penguin, yeah, links. Uh, anyway, I joined Quiet Light. I loved the process of helping people. It's a strange thing. I remember sitting at one of the first conferences that I ever went to and somebody said, so Joe, what do you like about, uh, you know, Quiet Light and what you're doing there? And, and, and it, my honest instant answer was, I just love helping people. It's a great experience and I get to earn a living from it as well. And he said, you just like making money. And he was wrong. Uh, I enjoy making a living in this process because you do 
you do have an impact on people's lives and you make lifelong friends when you uh, change their financial uh, net worth forever and you take major stresses off their back as well. So I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I, it was Jason, myself, and then Amanda joined shortly after I did. Really up through 2000, I want to say 15 and 16, uh, I was doing more than 50% of all of Quiet Lights transactions. And I finally said to my business partner, I need equity. It, it was my business part at the time. It was Mark. So anybody that's out there that's an employee of one of these e-commerce businesses or any kind of online business, make yourself invaluable and and work your way into equity. That's what I did with Quiet Light. Didn't have to stroke a check, didn't do anything. I just worked my way into equity and it was tiered. And now I own 40% of an incredibly valuable company without stroking a, a, a check for anything. So a little bit of side tangent advice there. Overall, what Quiet Light is, what we do, uh, we just help, right? We've got, we we came up with a new internal slogan. You're actually the first to hear it. This the first time I'm saying it. Uh, it was it was yesterday. It's kind of corny, but it's teach to beach, teach to beach. The beach is just a, a metaphor for whatever you want to do next in your life, right? Because we look at ourselves as an education company first, and an education company that happens to do M and A transactions. So Mark started with education, writing good quality content, helping people understand the value of their businesses, how he helped me was uh, a perfect example. When you do that, you end up helping a, a great deal of people. Some of them decide to do transactions with you and some decide to tell their friends about you and refer people to you and, and so on and so forth. Some go and sell their business on their own and that's great too, but they never forget how we've helped them. So yeah, that was a lot about me, but I think I answered three questions in there. Keep asking. Oh, yeah. That's amazing backstory, to be honest. I feel like, you know, anyone that's been in the game that long, especially like the internet game, like try and find someone who's been selling online, especially supplements all the way back then. And there's a dude that kind of transaction volume that you've done. And then to be at a, uh, a brokerage or a platform, you know, to be at Quiet Light for so long is, it's, it's honestly very remarkable. And one thing I really like about Quiet Light Brokerage is the name and how trusted it is. Like you think about these new platforms that are popping up left and right. And one thing that really, really stuck with me last time we had a conversation was you kind of discussed about, you know, the advisors that, or the brokerage advisors that get, people get attached to once they come down and get in contact with you guys. So if you could maybe speak a little bit to their like who they are, their success as entrepreneurs uh, c compared to other people or other yeah. places people may go with higher turnover. This just compare them to me, right? So I've been a successful entrepreneur for 25 years, right? I, I pale, my success pales in comparison to some of the people on my team. Amanda, again, she joined shortly after I did. She was on the cover of Time Magazine at one point for her uh, pearl importing business. But she's been a, an advisor now with Quiet Light, broker, advisor, whatever you want to call her, since 2012. Uh, Brad rolled up 30 content sites and sold to a private equity firm. He's been with us since maybe 16 or 17. Walker Dibel, who you know a lot of people know his name because he wrote the best-selling book, Buy Then Build, runs another company called The Acquisition Lab. He's been with Quiet Light since 2017. Chuck Mullins, who was making more money in college than most people do uh, in a year, he was making it on. In, uh, he was making about ninety thousand dollars a month in college. I don't know why he didn't just drop out of college. <laughs> I would have just said, "Screw college, I'm done. I love this entrepreneurial life." He graduated, but he was making so much money in college, uh, so much to. The, I mean, than more people make in a year, 
even today, and this was, you know, uh, probably, I don't know how old Chuck is, let's call it 25 years ago. It's just, and we have 15 people like that, 15 advisors. They're all entrepreneurs turned advisors with the understanding that we're here to help first. Most of them came to the team either as clients or buyers, uh, or we might've met with them at conferences. Like we met Brad at conferences over, you know, out at Rhodium weekend year after year after year, just developed a relationship with them. And most people come to us. We generally don't have to put uh, the word out there that we're hiring brokers. Most people do come to us. Actually, you know, I know that the FBA space with all the aggregators is is such a big deal. Now, Chris Duty uh, is on our team. He joined maybe nine months ago. He's one of the original aggregators. He was part of one-on-one commerce. There were three people there, Keith Chapman, uh, Richard Jalichandra, RJ, who was the sort of name and face of it, and and, and Chris Duty And Chris is now on our team as an advisor. So we've got really, really talented people that are helping educate and teach people about the value of their businesses and, and, and giving them honest advice, which is in some cases is you're not ready. You need to go away. These are the weaknesses in your, in your business. I know you want X valuation. The reality is you're not going to get it if you go to list today. So you might want to wait six, 12 months to implement these different things. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's very, I mean, a lot of absolute rock stars on your team. So I think that's well, definitely one of the benefits of working with quiet light brokerages. You have that expertise knowledge versus if you go elsewhere, the person looking at your business or valuing it may not actually truly understand or see the real value behind having just like years and years of years of, of operational experience in that specific asset that you're trying to sell. Yeah, let's the, the, let me just get it. This is not a pitch for Quiet Light, though. This is this is the Quiet Light model is 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 education and learning, and we happen to do M and A deals. So anybody watching this should should hear this: that at least fifty percent of all the money you're ever going to make from your business is going to come the day that you sell it. Okay, that's been statistically proven out. I see it. I've done the math. I've experienced it. So at least fifty percent. And so you should not wake up and decide to sell like I did, because if I'd worked with one of those other two advisors, I would have sold for a hell of a lot less than by waiting and learning and getting training from Mark over that six to nine months before I listed the business for sale. Right. You, should, you should put a fair amount of time into getting trained on how to sell your business and what the value is. Classic example, colleague of mine, friend of mine, uh, I've met him a few times. I don't know it's called. He's not a close friend. I'm not going to name him. I live in just north of Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going away on vacation. We talked about, you know, the fact that I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. Literally, I'm driving to Maine, 17 hours from North Carolina. And I get a text from, hey, I got an offer for my business. And this is what it looks like. And uh, here are the numbers. And I'm like, dude, I'm on vacation. I'll be slow to respond. He's had my book in his hands for a year, Reggie. Mm. Everything he needed to know was in that book. He didn't read it. He waited to take action until he got an offer that just came out of the blue, but he had no idea. He thought it was a good offer. Ultimately, just by reading certain chapters of my book, which is everything we teach at Quiet Light, it's everything we do, and then I put it in the book. He added about $250,000 more to the value of his company and had a shorter training and transition period and a guaranteed contract on his other business, which is what he was looking for. He got lucky he had my cell phone number and texted me and we're friends. Uh, most people don't have that luxury. And so we put this information out there to help you in that situation where I'm not earning anything. He's just selling it to somebody that came to him directly. It's, it's one of my greatest frustrations as 
you know, an entrepreneur that's been around for 20 plus years. And that is that people don't take the time and energy to learn what the value of their most likely greatest asset is, which is their business. They are oftentimes just trying to keep the wheels on the bus. And I get that. I've been there. I've done that. And they've fallen off completely. You know, the business side boss is an example. But, but it should be, you know, the, the, the exit should be, you know, an integral part of your business because you are going to make most of your money that not, not only through getting three or four times your annual uh, profit, but also through a greatly reduced tax situation and then the freedom to do the next one even better with more money in the bank, smarter, less exper- uh, more experienced in a shorter time period to get it to where, where you want it to go to exit yeah. again if that's your goal. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it makes me think about, like you mentioned, your book. So if anyone's ever interested in that, it's uh, the Exitpreneur's Playbook. You can pick it up on Amazon. You can just tell it's a good book just immediately by the number of five-star reviews. Uh, and as someone who sells on Amazon, having that many five-star reviews really just goes to show uh, the knowledge that's inside of that book. And I would say that that I have read that book myself and it is extremely, extremely powerful. I highly recommend people educate themselves on the process of exiting and selling your business and not waiting until you're actually ready to do it. You should start and know about these things, in my opinion, personally, at least six months in advance because uh, you want to be building and putting good systems in place to maximize your valuation. So you're not doing things that can cost you 50,000 or 250K uh, in your business. Yeah, so there are maybe five chapters that I would say if people, they don't want to read a book, they don't want to listen to a book, just just read these five in the book. It's on risk, growth, transferability, documentation, and, and add back. Those things alone, read those pre-exit you know, exit planning before talking to anybody, read those. Because if you learn what's in those books, in those chapters, uh, everyday decisions you make will be impacted by them because you'll be making a decision in your business knowing the potential positive or negative impact it's going to have on the overall value of your business. And we're all going to exit someday. Don't believe that you're going to run your business forever. A, you're not going to live forever. B, life happens. 50% divorce rate in this country. Partnerships break up. You get tired. You get old. You get worn out. You want to move on to other adventures. It's the entrepreneurial Thing, right? Shiny object syndrome. We want to move on to the next adventure. If you, if you weave these decisions, uh, these things into every decision in your business, you're going to make a hell of a lot more money and a quarter of a million dollars in this person's you know, situation here. And this is not an expensive business. This business is being sold way less than a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Yet by doing certain things and understanding it and learning, you know, he had, he had $98,000 in the bank in the bank account. He thought that had to go with the new owner of the business. It oh. doesn't. These are asset sales. He's, he's, he invested in a whole bunch of equipment, about $35,000 in equipment in the last 12 months that will transfer the, with the sale. That's an ad back. Right. He didn't know anything about ad backs. There's so many little nuances like that, that I just want people to, to, to read about it. I don't make any money off the book. In fact, Reggie, don't we have a free link that you can provide yeah. to get the digital version of the book? Yeah, for sure. I'll put that in the uh, in the description below for you guys to read the book for free. So thank you for offering that to the uh, people who listen to this. It's it is a really great book. Uh, like as you're kind of, to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, you know, it it makes me think of like we talk about a business not being like set up to to sell it, right? Or, or people say like, yes, you shouldn't you shouldn't set it up to sell it. But the way I, I personally think about it is like I want to 
set up my business and absolutely dominate the market, run it like it's going to be run forever, but with the intention that I'm actually going to sell it. Because if I'm short-sighted, I'll take short-sighted steps. But if I know I'm going to sell it and have the intention of that business running indefinitely, it actually, I think that bleeds over into good business principles that allows the, the buyer to look at your asset and be like, oh, this is actually set up in a sustainable way. And those are the kind of things that, you know, I would imagine, and what I'm seeing is a lot of aggregators picking up a lot of these assets. They want to see that sustainability moving forward, right? So, and if you could, it maybe even this could be a good segue into, you know, what do you see in the space, uh, you know, at Quiet Light and or just your experience over time? What do you, what are your thoughts of aggregator acquisition? Uh, how fast they ramped up? Uh, some news that they were pausing acquisitions across the niche. Where do you think this niche is going? Uh, and how do you think this industry will evolve? I think the aggregators have done an amazing uh, service for all FBA business owners. And that service is that it made everyone realize that they've got sellable assets. For the longest time, Reggie, I struggled to get the message across that these are businesses that have value, that you can actually transfer them. I wrote a a little micro book called 10 Steps to Selling Your Amazon Business in, in 2016. I went to a conference, e-commerce fuel, and you know, had them out on the table. I'm so proud of my little book. And Andrew gets up on stage and he gives a state of the union address about ECF. And it turns out that, you know, only 20% of them were selling on Amazon, 80% were not. Fast forward five years later, it's just the opposite. The majority of revenues are coming from Amazon, 20% from elsewhere. And, and people didn't believe these accounts were even transferable. So the aggregators have done a great thing in terms of you know, everybody in the world that knows anything about FBA businesses knows that they are A, sellable, okay? My problem, and I say it to them, and I talk about it on podcasts, and I probably talk about it in the book. I can't remember exactly what I said in the book about aggregators. It is chapter 13. They, 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 their promise is, you know, avoid, avoid the broker fee, work with us directly, we'll pay you all cash close in 30 days. And it's total bull, total bull, right? First of all, they want to get an ignorance discount from you because you don't know about ad backs, right? So read chapter 11. You can avoid the ignorance discount if you're going to sell directly to an aggregator. Read chapter 13 on how to negotiate with them. Don't ever deal with one of them. Sell to multiple or talk to multiple aggregators, but do your prep work in advance in terms of getting your P&L set up and your ad back scheduled on right. You should know the value of your business. You don't want to leave it up to an aggregator to tell you what the value of your business is because it, they're great. Like here, here's what I tell Carlos at the rest. Aggregators like him, he's well-educated, he's good-looking, he's charming, and he's got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> These are all very dangerous things. If, if you're on the opposite side of that and he's charming the hell out of you to buy your business and tell you what amazing things you're going to do with it, which shouldn't matter to you if they're paying all cash, but they're telling you this because they want to do, you know, an equity roll or a little tie-in or a stability payment. Think they stability pay is something they completely made up, right? It did not exist in terminology before aggregators came along. So I, I love them, and I think they're dangerous at the same time. It's it's such a bummer that thousands of people have sold their businesses to aggregators without understanding how to create an ad back schedule. It really is, Reggie. It's all there, free, on the Quiet Light site. You can Google ad backs and there'll be all sorts of articles on it and, and really get your 
best understanding of the three different levels of ad backs and all 18 that we talk about at Quiet Light. And, and that'll change your financial life if you're selling to an aggregator. It'll pay for four years of kids' college for sure. Okay. Right, well, depend, depending on where they go to college, when I was going to a private school starting right. in 10 days, it yeah. be a hell of, hell of an ad back schedule to pay for right. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll, You know, my, my personal experience selling is like, when I sold my business, I, I thankfully had been educating myself for years about how to sell my business, uh, trying to learn everything I possibly could. And if having helped other people exit as well, I meet a lot of people who don't know some of the most fundamental things that you teach in your book that Quietlight is, has made hundreds of blogs about on all these different topics. So I really, really challenge you to if you are an entrepreneur looking to buy your business or maybe even or sell or buy your first business, these are like one of the few critical things where if you spend at least a couple of hours educating yourself, you're really going to save 50 to 200K or, you know, it could be the difference between your, your deal being like successful or, or completely unsuccessful and falling through the cracks. So uh, definitely, definitely take the time you need because this is one of the few steps that can have just massive, massive impact uh, on your life. Like said, no, no doubt. No doubt. This is your most valuable asset. Take time with it, learn how to maximize its value and, uh, and, and, and give it more than six months. I'd give it at least 12 months in preparation and set a goal, right? Number one, set a goal. How much do you want to sell your business for? Awesome. What's it worth today? Figure that out. Mm -hmm. Try it on your own or get evaluation. What what would you say is like probably like the minimum that someone like or like a, a quick math formula that someone can just quickly evaluate their business? You know, I know there's different industries, different multiples, uh, but if someone just wants to quickly in the back of their mind be like, okay, I wonder how much my business is worth, or when should I actually begin the this conversation, this conversation in a serious way of selling my business? What would the steps be uh, for someone in that situation? Uh, there's no quick math. Every business is different. It's, it's, I mean, I can't say, you know, a three-time multiple. First, a three-time multiple of what? With sales discretionary earnings. How do you calculate sales? Is there too much detail to it to say, here's the quick formula, go ahead and, and run with it. Because if you're off by a half a point, right, and your discretionary earnings is uh, a half a million dollars, your, uh, and, and your multiple is three, that's $250,000 times three, that's $750,000 lost. Add or subtract zeros uh, as, as, as necessary. So I don't, I don't see a quick ballpark, you know, in, you know, these businesses are selling from, you know, two and a half to four and a half FDA businesses, if that's the case. First, you got to calculate discretionary earnings properly. Uh, that's, that's the first number one thing to do is learn how to calculate sales discretionary earnings so you're doing the math on the right number. Then you could ballpark it, but even two and a half to four and a half is too broad of a range, right? So niche it down. Valuation services are free by Quiet Life, by website closures, by FE International, by Empire Flippers. Everybody that's in the space that we're in, do it for free. Some of them will try to talk you into signing an engagement letter, but you're an independent entrepreneur, grown up, just say no. Get, it, get, get an opinion on what the value of your business is. Don't always believe the highest number, right? Here's the trick with getting the best possible price for your business, price it right. You price it too high. Just think human nature, things that you've seen. You price it too high, you're a house, right? You say, oh my God, there's their stretch of, well, let's play the game. We're going to go in way down here. You can give me a bid and it doesn't even get up to the price right number. 
that quite like we, last year we had uh, like 3.78 offers on every listing in 2021 and 2022. It hasn't come down all that much, it's like 3.48, something like that offers on every single listing because we price it right. Buyers come in aggressively and then they compete against each other and then they close in a timely fashion. But there is no simple value range if you don't know how to properly calculate sales discretionary. So figure that out first and then reverse engineer a path to your goal by getting evaluation by any of those firms that I talked about. Uh, and if you're not comfortable talking with anybody, there's tools. Go to thefbaguys.com. There's a valuation tool there that's fairly accurate. And I just saw one on your site, Reggie, that I don't know how, I, I, I didn't go through it yet. So I don't know the, the details of it, but I'm sure it, it works well if you put it up. There's all sorts of ways to do it. And the other way you could do it is just go to centurica.com. That's with a C and look at all of the listings from all of the different brokers and figure out yourself. But really it's gonna take you a whole lot of time and you're not gonna be as accurate than if you just have a call with somebody. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, so with that, I appreciate your time coming on. It's been an excellent time knowing you, getting to uh, work with Quiet Light. And if anyone uh, wants to reach out to you or reach out to Quiet Light, how they go about doing that? They can go to quietlight.com uh, and just check out our, our listings, check out the, the 400 plus articles we have that teach people how to build more valuable businesses. They can hit me up with an email at joe at quietlight.com. We're all available there on the website. You can see everybody's name and email addresses. Just find us. LinkedIn. I think I actually have a TikTok account now with 48 callers, uh, followers. I'm a micro influencer now, Reggie. <laughs> the game, still in the game. Glad to hear it. Okay, well, I'll also link down below to the uh, free uh, digital version of your book. I recommend everyone pick that up uh, and just take that knowledge and, and really internalize it so you can set yourself up in the best position to maximize your valuation. Again, thanks you, thank you so much, Joe Valley, and uh, uh, take care. My pleasure. Thanks, Reggie. How's it going? Bye.